at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. It's 20 to 9 and we've got a very busy word domination. We've got a good couple of interviews. We're going to start off, though, with a book that was launched last week. I have not read it yet. It was launched in KwaZulu-Natal, but I thought it was a fascinating topic and well with something to talk about when we think about uh, literature, when we think about words, and when we think about literature in South Africa post the apartheid era. And the book is called Tracing the Post-Apartheid Novel Beyond 2000. On the line is a co-editor of the book, Daniela Dimakatso demir Daniela, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Michelle. Daniela, as I noted, I have not read it yet, which uh, puts me at a disadvantage. Um, but I really got very excited when I read the title alone and also saw some of the contemporary South African authors that you had interviewed. Talk to us about how you hoped to step beyond theory and into just talking about the literary landscape with these authors. Um, yeah, so it's, it's sort of, I mean, the book is sort of divided into... Um, um, take part, if you will, my uh, co-author, um, Olivier Morillon, and I, um, we're doing some research um, in South Africa in 2014, um, and we're both doing interviews with um, uh, South African writers um, who we were focusing on in our PhD. And then we thought it would be really lovely to kind of just not always um, only have, you know, the theoretical um, component in academic books, but to also just talk to the writers in a, in, in a conversational mode and to kind of gauge what trends are coming out of um, South African literature because, I mean, the best source um, for that are the writers themselves because they read a lot as well. Mm, absolutely. So, Daniela, one of the things that uh, I read about this book is that uh, it really tries to look at the imbalance between critical and public attention. And I was trying to understand... Mm. Uh, what what do we mean by that? If we look at critical attention to literature in this country and public attention, which is the you and the me and, well, maybe not the you because you are an academic, but the kind of, you know, the people like me who are just reading because we love reading, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I think that there is a big imbalance. Um, and, you know, whereas, for instance, um, if, you, if you think about many of the writers that I um, and Olivia have um, interviewed, um, a lot of them are very, um, you know, book clubs read their work. Um, you have them on your show um, very often. Um, interview yeah. some of them, you know, like, I mean, we, we, <clears throat> we spoke to Fred Kumalo, Tunit yeah. Longo, Yewande Omotoso, Tite uh, Mokhlele, and they all, um, you know, they, they, they have a big um, readership <clears throat> outside the university. But there's not a lot of conferences and not a lot of academic papers um, on their work, yeah. um, which I find very bizarre. So, so actually what you're saying is that it's, a, it's, a, it's almost like a critique of the academic world in that they're not focusing <laughs> on, and I don't want to say popular, popular populist writing, but, but I am saying popular, populist writing. I mean, Fred's um, what The Coat of Many Colors is, <laughs> it could only be described as a fantastic book, um, but it may. Are you saying that it's not necessarily being fed through as a thread in in academic writing? Yeah, I think. I mean, it's so difficult to. I think there are some changes now, but yeah. um, but you know, for the longest time, um, the academy was focusing on sort of um, you know, um, I don't know, on a handful of South African writers, um, especially internationally. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I did I did my degree in Europe, um, so I didn't do undergrad and postgrad here um, in South Africa. Yeah. But I remember we were talking, you know, in, in, in my varsity in, in Augsburg, the only South African writer that you would read um, is Jane Kutia. <laughs> yeah. And um, and that, that was really, I think the book came out, um, or the, the, the idea for the book um, um, really came out of that in a way. Um, but then we did realize, you know, in South Africa, I mean, I know that um, Fred um, given sticks to heaven, I think, is a set text at Unisa. Um, and, you know, there, there, there are lots of people who do teach um, many of the South African writers that, that, that we speak to. Um, but I just think that a lot of the times, um, in terms of writing about them and in terms of focusing the research, um, academic research about them, it doesn't... Um, there's sort of an imbalance there. It seems kind of weird because I'm thinking if I look back, um, if we look at the, the Booker Prize, I mean, we have Damon mm-hmm. Gilgut with the promise as a finalist in the, in the International Man Booker Prize. We had Karen Jenning, who was one of the longlist finalists in the International Man Booker Prize. Um, mm-hmm. It seems so ironic because there are so many unbelievable books which are coming out in South African literature at the moment. I mean, I'm just thinking of Mandla Langer's probably one of the best books I've read in a very, very long time, The Lost Language of the of the Soul. I would agree. It's amazing. And I'm, I'm actually going to definitely include um, uh, Mandalanga's um, book in my next um, yeah. project. Without a doubt, because it's, it's one of those books that you don't even have to be South African to truly understand um, what that narrative is about. I mean, I'm... I, it was it was like it was like a babel worm stuck in my ear that I couldn't get out of after I read it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I, I felt similar. Like I really, really think it's one of the best books um, that's been written in South African literature so, in the last couple of years. So, Daniela, if we want uh, to find out more, and I'm sure people are listening and saying, okay, this sounds like something I could read because it does feature interviews with some really fabulous people, Nick Mflongo, Futi and Shingila, uh, Lauren Bierkes, who just constantly amazes me with the kind of work that she writes. The list mm. goes on and on and on. If people are interested in reading Tracing the Post-Apartheid Novel Beyond 2000, and it will be one of my December reads, I promise, um, <laughs> where do they get hold of it? Because it's a, it's a, it's a university publication, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, it's, um, it is published by UKZN Press, yeah. um, but um, it is... Um, in, um, I do believe that it's in most bookstores. Um, yeah. It's definitely at Ike's um, yeah. in Durban. It's definitely at Love Books in Joburg. Um, and I think it's at Clark's. Um, <laughs> so you can get it in all your favorite wonderful independent bookstores. Daniela, thank you so much for joining us. Daniela Dimakatsu Demir is the co-editor of the book Tracing the Post-Apartheid Novel Beyond 2000. I don't usually interview people uh, without reading their book. It just feels uh, like not appropriate. But uh, we did want to get this one out, and it's a good one for sure by the sounds of things. I look forward to reading it. And it's at Love Books, which is just down the road, so I can just go pop in and just go, hey, show me the book.